everybody, David Donaldson here for another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. It is coming into the holidays and we're going to be releasing this uh, just a week after Thanksgiving. So we're just going to get our gobble on and Joe Martin couldn't join us today because he's already getting started with that. But I like where we're going to have our conversation today. I've, uh, I've dug deep back to uh, some of my relationships and I've come across my friend, Miss Mickey Pascarella. Mickey and I go back a little ways through a funny connection. Um, and believe it or not, Mickey, every time I teach a class, when it con- I, t- I focus on lead generation or social media, I tell the story of how you and I actually connected. And, and you may not even remember this, but I'll, I'll kind of refresh this. So I always tell everybody that Facebook, right, is a data bank and you never know where things are going to come from. And I'm always saying you stay in touch with people. And one day I had a friend of mine put something online and say, hey, I'm thinking about selling my condo in the city of Philadelphia. Who do I need to talk to? So I reached out to my friend, Matt Gorham, who introduced me to you, who I put in, front, in touch with my friend, Ben Vernick. Right. So that was kind of how we got tied together. Now, here's the kind of thing that how all this comes together. And this is why I love the smallness of the world. That is the world. Right. So Matt and I, who I went to college together were with the same organization, right? You and Matt know each other from being in real estate and through Keller Williams, right? Ben and I went to high school together. And funny enough, Ben and I went to high school together with your wife, who I had not seen at that point in 20 years. And for those of you listening at home, they go, well, okay, that's not, a, you know, high school. I want to tell everybody, I graduated with 29 people. So the chances right. of us coming across each other, knowing each other, and you and again married somebody I went to high school with, I think is is pretty. Should have played the lottery that day. Well, and she wanted to make sure that that um, I I if you didn't tell the story something similar, I was to tell the story because that was a, <laughs> without her, you and I wouldn't have been connected. And she's a big fan of yours and um, wow. sends you tons of well wishes and misses misses spending time with with you, especially. Um, it, with 28 other people in high school. Exactly. It, it, that, was a just, cool, that was a cool, cool place to, to be edumacated, as they say. Well, you know, and they people, oh, where'd you live out in the boonies? Like, that was true. be told I lived five minutes outside the city of Philadelphia. It was just this half square mile school district uh, called Jenkintown. And we had our, you know, anyways, we'll go that route. But it, it's funny how that comes together. But that story of what we brought us together with Ben, right? The lead generation, the, the mindset of, what social media can be for business. Because here's the thing, and I don't know if you would remember this, but Ben's brother, Chris, maybe he'll be listening, is also a real estate agent for Keller Williams in Baltimore, but was not on Facebook. So never huh. knew that his brother was looking to sell his condo in the city of Philadelphia. That is awesome. I did not know that part of the story. So when I tell people all the time, you never know where things are going to come from. And when you have a plan and a strategy from an engagement standpoint about building a business, you look everywhere, you scrub everything. And funny enough, I was, as I looking for people to have a conversation with today, right? Because it's the goal setting time of year. I happen to be surfing through Facebook. I saw your feed and you were having a conversation with your coaching clients. So before we jump into that, it's kind of tell everybody a little bit what you do now. Obviously you're in real estate, you come through real estate, but what's, what's Mickey focusing on now? So I, I been real, been in real estate, been licensed since 2007. Um, and solo agent, big sales team, um, developer, we do infill developments here in, in the city. Um, residential mainly. And um, my day job though, which I love is um, 
a business and real estate coach, right? We run a, a boutique advisory. We don't do lots of advertising. Um, uh, and, and so most of my clients, almost all my clients are, are through referral. And we talk about some really uh, impactful strategies that, that for some people are, are relatively new and for some they've been using them for a while. And we help people do things like double their income uh, in 90 days, um, do a four day work week, right? Even at a time where um, we're going to sell 30% less houses than off the peak, we're still helping clients get really purposeful with leverage. And the four day work week was the thing that I think you and I came across or you came across my, my Facebook com uh, conversation. And, and uh, yeah, we're, we're, that was, a, that was an impactful half a day that we, that we masterminded that day. I, it really struck a chord with me because, you know, obviously I, I do a lot of consulting and talk with agents about their business more from the technological sides, but, but accountability and structure and planning falls into that. So when you look at the world that we're in, let's kind of forget what's on the news and all the dramatics that people from socialists and what's actually happening out there. There's a realistic nature that, hey, we're still going to sell 4 million units this year. People are still going to have representation and people are going to still make good money running their business through real estate. The question is, how are you going to get your unfair share? So when I see something like what you posted, it said, hey, Harry, I am working with a group of people that are talking about planning a four-day work week in a really challenging time I thought, how awesome is that? Like, how does that concept come up in a time where we recognize we really got to double down and work hard? Yeah. And so that's a great, it's a great question. Here's what I would say to that specific question is, and if you're scribbling at home, write this one down. What we found out during that, and by the way, that was a mastermind, right? I, I wasn't teaching off of some script or out of a manual or where we just said, we said, you know what? Are we good enough to come up with a four-day work week concept where we could do it and look people in the eye, right, with a, with a straight face and say, we're actually doing a four-day work week. And oh, by the way, we're not at the beach and, and going broke. We're, we're growing businesses at a high level. We're just doing it really intentionally within this framework. And what we, what we realized in, in networking, we got pages and pages of, uh, of, of notes on the, on the, uh, the big the handwritten pads up in front of the room was that it actually wasn't about the time, right? It wasn't about the four days or the five days or the five and a half days or what many realtors talk about the seven day, I'm never not working. My phone rings at six o'clock on, on Sunday morning and I answer it, right? That's not what we're talking about. It turns out that's actually not very effective. What we're talking about is, is this, this world where the time is actually not that important. There's plenty of it. When the four-day work week doesn't make sense to someone from a, from a how do I fit this in perspective, it's not because they don't have the time. It's because they won't do the things that are impactful within any amount of time during the week. Structure. So it's not that they don't have the ability to do the work, is that they won't do the work in a matter of time. They won't do the work in any of the time during a seven-day week. Yeah. And if you won't do the work within a seven-day week, how can you say you can't do it in four because you're not doing it in the first place? So what we said was that, what could we do? So by the way, we, 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 we did a four-hour week. and said, what could we do if we work four solid days and four hours of the four solid days was in an activity that could pay us 10 or 15 times what we made in other activities. 
And what we realized that if you do our dollar per, per hour activity, this is where the real estate business is, is an absolute blessing. If you, if you do this at a high level and add, and add value at a, at a high level to your sellers, is that the actual hours required to, to take a listing on a home and get that home successfully sold and to settlement, there aren't lots of actual work hours involved in the strategy, right? Our sellers aren't paying for our time. They're paying for our ability to produce a result. Yeah, regardless right? of the amount of time. It, the amount of time doesn't matter, right? Yeah. The expertise that, that, that we've built over the years and in investing in ourselves with training and, um, and market analysis and, and all of the ongoing masterminding we do to build these businesses, that's what they're actually paying for, the, the seller is. To execute on that in a, in a listing sale doesn't take that many hours. Yet, most of us don't invest enough time, if not any time, in that specifically for any window of time during any week. And if you did, we realized that if you add that up, it doesn't take seven, seven days or six or five or even four. It could be done in a couple of days. It comes down to the efficiency, right? And the urgency to get those things done. It comes, it comes down to doing the task at a very high level. Now, Gary talks about building a lead generation bunker and then sweeping for mines. And what we know is that most agents don't do anywhere near as much work in A, building the bunker, right? Having a space and a, and a headspace where I'm actually going to do this work without everything else um, coming up and sweeping for mines, meaning I'm in this three or four hour session to build my business and nothing else matters. And when a real estate emergency comes up that, that threatens to steal pieces from my time block, I'm going to say no. Actually, I'm going to say later, not no. I'm going to say not now. Because there are zero real estate emergencies. right? And if, if anyone comes up with and, and gives me a text or calls me and says I've got an emergency, <laughs> if it really is, you have to call 911. Don't call me. I can't help. Right? <laughs> So, so we have lots of self-made real estate emergencies that get in the way of the things that we do the best, the most efficient, and at the very highest dollar per hour activity. It, it's so simple and complicated at the same time, right? When I, when you look at people and you say, hey, what is your, show me your calendar. I love that question when I talk to people, say, show me what your calendar look like. And they're like, what do you mean? And there, it's just happenstance. There's no structure to it. Right. I'm not even talking about to the 15 minute increments that somebody like Kirk Cousins might be looking at his particular day. I'm just saying, hey, what is what are your three hour chunks look like? What are your four hour chunks like? When is your lead generation focus? Right. When do you answer the phones? What do you allow to sidetrack you from saying, hey, you could throw all those platitudes out there, erase from a place and something might come up that has to be done. Hey, my kid's sick of school. But the question is, how diligent are you to go back to it? Right. Or how easy are you swayed? to say, hey, if I put it there, how important is it really if I'm willing to take a call or go do something else that I've deemed more important? Yeah, that's true. And here, and here's the problem, right? Is think about if, you're a, if your job is a barista at Starbucks, right? And your job is the early shift. You got to be there at 5.30 or 6 or whatever it is and, and get ready to be open at 6.30 or 7. Um, and they're counting on you. You're maybe the shift leader or, or you've got the keys and really you're a pivotal person to get things going in the morning. If you wake up on a Tuesday and say, 
you know what? Ah, uh, last night was Monday Night Football. And Go Eagles. Um, I didn't get, yes, 100%. Go Birds. I didn't get much sleep. I've got I've got really good friends who are Chiefs fans, and I'm trying to to, to be kind Mark, Mark today because it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah, uh, right. But I'm I'm at Starbucks. I've got a pivotal role, and I decide that it's Tuesday morning after a long Monday night, and I'm going to not go to work. Right. I'm not going to call anybody. I'm not I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go back to sleep on my shift at six o'clock and just ignore the whole thing. If I do that. And it's my job to run that Starbucks and open it up for the day. What will happen to me? <laughs> I couldn't be there long. I'm probably going to get fired. Yep. Right? At least I'm going to be in some serious hot water with my boss, and I should be. Contrast that with the way most real estate businesses operate, right? If you don't go into your brokerage to do your work for a, a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, not only will you not get fired, Nobody even knows that you weren't there to do your job. And that turns out to be one of the, the major differences and really stumbling blocks for those of us who, who get into the business to build something better, to build something special, to add value to your community, become a specialist and, and, and a trusted resource to those who know, like, and trust you, right? in not treating this like a real business and instead treating it as if I can make my own hours. I like, to, I like houses and um, I'm going to come in whenever I want, right? There are zero other careers or pursuits or, um, or, or band members or, or top athletes who, who are able to do anything like that. Yet as real estate pros, sometimes we think that we're uniquely qualified to do exactly that. And so when that's your commitment, a four-hour work week sounds like it's impossible because at the end of the day, anyone who calls you back or texts you back who's going to buy or sell a house, you've got to jump, turn everything off, and go service that client immediately Right. versus putting that client into a system where they're served and you're served, and you can also build a business while having that not be your only client, right? And sometimes we feel like, well, if I give this client the world's most amazing service, and I always answer the phone and I always call right back and I'll, I'll whatever appointment they want, I'll go see them. And if they saw a house a, 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 on list on for sale that came up on a site at five, I'll meet them there at five thirty. They feel like that's the way they earn business. That can sometimes work in the beginning. Unfortunately, that will have to be your only client. And how yeah. and how well you're serving the community if you only can serve one client at a time. That reactionary. like. That's the pitfalls when I talk to most new agents, right? Like that reactionary, I got to drop and go at all times. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I, I have this conversation a lot with them too about, about from their control systems. I'm like, did you budget for the time? Do you know what times of days you have available to go out and have an appointment so you can say yes? And are you comfortable saying no? I think that's where you're kind of going here is saying my time is worth money, right? I have other things I have to do. That is lead generation by nature or day-to-day that has to take place in you know my four days and there's a time to go show properties right they're not going to necessarily if you've shown your value not work with you because you said hey i can't get out at five i got to meet you at five tomorrow or three or whatever it looks like if it's important to them and you've laid those expectations up front they're going to understand it the question is are you setting the expectations up front because you're structured enough when you have your appointments and your conversations you're not desperate and reactionary to what's happening Listen, if I go to the dentist 
and I'm the only client there for the entire day, I'm probably going to be a little concerned. Right? <laughs> sure, they may get to my teeth cleaning first without delay, and I may get in and out as quickly as you could do the service. Yet, if no one else comes in and I'm the only client, I don't think I'm all that confident that I'm getting um, the best service at the best price because I'm the only dude. Right. So if I'm working with a professional, I expect them to be real busy. If they can take an appointment with me whenever I ask for it, I've got questions as to whether they've done this enough times and committed enough to building a real business such that there's a schedule and a cadence and a process to it versus sure, I'll say yes to whenever you want. Professionals know that's not how it works. Facts. Well, for anybody that everybody's listening at home, whether they're new to business, been in the business a while, I think they understand that there's chaos, right? There's chaos theory in what we do and how we manage our time, especially if we're not organized. How does somebody get started, right? I agree with you. It's it's the time factor. and it, You can have a goal and I can't all of a sudden wake up today and say, hey, I'm only going to work four days this week. So there's a methodology to it. Yeah. How do I get myself in the frame of mind? How do I get structured in such a way that I can budget the time? Where do I start? So, so the four hour work week, exactly. Well, the four hour four, work week, sorry, four or days, just kind of getting, yeah, that's hey, the we book. can do it four hours. I'm <laughs> well, in. That's um, my, 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 uh, my Tim Ferriss, who's a, who's not a friend yet. I, I, I love his work. Four hour work week was his book. Four day work week four was the thing that we talked right. about. Um, no, I'm talking about like, obviously this starts with structure and organization and goal setting, right? If your goal is to have a four day work week. What does that look like? How do you have a conversation with somebody about getting in the mindset and say, hey, this may sound foreign to you, but look what you can do. Here's where you start. Well, here, so here, so that's a great question. First, we say, we, we remind people if they're looking to start this is that it's not the immediate right. four-hour work week, right? There are things you've got to do in your world that require, sorry, I keep saying four-hour, four-day work week. There are things you're <laughs> I'll probably- I'll put in bold letters on four days, four days. I'm good. I'm glad I'm not in charge of, the, of your podcast. I'm trying to blow it. <laughs> the four-day work week. It's not the immediate four-day work week, right? It's it's something we're going to work towards. So if you're if you've got appointments on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, for example, don't cancel everything, right? Yet here's what I would suggest you do: is in in short order, when you commit to doing what it, the four-day work week requires, which is three to four hours of actual work to touch base with the people who know, like, and trust you, build your business, service your clients. For example, if, if you've got a database or even just a cell phone, right, of people who know, like, and trust you, and you don't know what their 2024 real estate plan is, that's a problem. And so for the first four hours of the, the, the work week, right, four days, four weeks, four hours of the first day would be making a log and having a conversation, text, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. And everyone in your database, you should have a list of what their real estate plan is for 2024. You should have that. If you're the, the person that, that purports to be the professional of choice when they have a need, you should know that, that, that their game plan. You know, that you bring up a really valid point there, right? If you don't know, if you haven't asked, I don't even know, if you haven't even asked, Right. What are their 2024 plans for real estate? You're missing out on an incredible conversation because I think there's an assumption that takes place for too many real estate agents going, well, because of the state of the economy, the market, the interest rates, availability, 
that I don't want to ask that question. Well, you might be really surprised what they tell you. You're not asking if they want to buy or sell a house. You're Correct. asking them, what's your plan? That's right. And, and, and if you sold them a house last year, you're not a robot. And, and the conversation says, what's your plan? Because I know you just bought the last house and I hope you're thrilled with it. I'm actually curious to see if, if sometime down the road, you're thinking about making your next investment. And that, that's the conversation, right? And everyone in your database who's a Met, you should know that information on, right? And so here's, here's the next piece. When you do that at a high enough level for three or four hours per day, four hours per, four days per week, <laughs> I'll never get this right until we hang up. You'll be forced to give away some of the other things that you felt were so important in your schedule. Well, I think that's kind of where I look at that. I think a lot of people don't haven't identified those priorities. They say things, I want to be there for my kids, or I want to be there for my family, or I want to coach, or I want to do this. But how important are they really? Because you're willing to give them up as quickly sometimes as your things are in your business. Well, you're cheating, right? Yeah. When when you say yes to um, serving serving someone at any time in at any time of the day, you're cheating both them and your family, right? When you when you've got an appointment scheduled that's two thirty or four o'clock five days a week or four days a week, that's eight days eight appointments you've got during the week to service clients. Eight. If you can't build a business off of eight chances per week to meet with a, with a ready, willing, and able client, I can't help you. And I'm here to say that you can't, right? So you get to say yes to your clients at an organized level and say yes to your family at the level which they require it. And, and at KW, you call that a win-win, right? Yes, absolutely. It, it just, it, so it starts with that. You ask me the question, I need, I need to answer the question. How do I start with a, with a four-day work week? Right. I'm going to start by 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 asking my database what their 2024 real estate plan is. I'm and obviously nobody makes immediate commissions in, in the first week. We have a 90 day cycle. Right. So what you'll see is that as you begin to do this after the first 90 days, you'll be helping people buy, sell or invest real estate at a much different level than you are now. And when you do that, you've earned the right to build that type of pipeline. You've also earned the right, the ability, and really the challenge to give away other stuff that's no longer serving clients at a very high level. We call that leverage, right? A great example is the, 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 the family who spends four or five hours on a Saturday raking, spring cleanup, shoveling, whatever, cleaning the basement, right? Whatever the, the weekend, most of Saturday task might be to save $500, when they can invest that three hours in 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 and Thursday morning talking to high value clients and make fifteen thousand dollars, we won't say no to the cleaning the basement or the raking the leaves because we won't say yes to doing the activity that 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 is so much more leverageable from a dollar per hour perspective. It's a choice. You get to pick your heart, right? My heart's going to be either I'm going to rake leaves for four or five hours every Saturday until until they stop falling, right? Or I'm going to go into the office when I don't really want to on a Thursday morning when it's in or, or Tuesday when last night was a fo football game and I'm not all that well rested. And I'm going to make my reach out such that I know much more about how to service clients in 2024. You pick. Pick your heart. You know, I actually, 
I guess I kind of love that. Like it's kind of going through my mind right now. Like, you know, I do uh, adhere to the practice of you know, building up my calendar in advance, right? Structure. I know what my day looks like. I know what my week looks like. I know what month looks like. To a degree, I know what some of my quarterly events and my trainings and holidays and vacations take place. And I know that actually puts me in a relatively small percentage of people that actually go to that degree, right? There's some things you mentioned, Gary, this is Gary, you know, family first, time block your vacations, time block your holidays, time block. But actually stretch this down. And I would love for those people at home, take a piece of paper, get out a calendar and structure and, and scratch out what a four day week would look like for you. Now, we're not saying, hey, it's Monday for Friday or you know, whatever that looks like. Maybe, maybe it's working Saturdays because you know, you've got to go where your clients are, right? But if you actually boxed into a calendar, what that would look like, and then went into your hourly, half hourly limits and said, hey, how can I get micro and how can I get uberly efficient during this time block? What would that look like for so many people out there? I'd love to hear from you all. Like, think about what the, just, I think it's pretty cathartic to say, hey, look, I've got my calendar here. I'm scratching out days, I'm scratching out hours, and I'm like, well, there's, there's not a lot of space in there. How do I make that uber impactful in that time versus standing around the water cooler or getting my fourth cup of coffee in that time? Yeah, yeah it's so true. It's all about intentionality, right? One of the things that, 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 that new realtors do, and it makes sense, is they go all in on availability, right? They, they think availability is their, is their talent, where, as you talked about earlier, it works in the very beginning. It runs out of steam very quickly when you earn more business of more than one client, right? So now being always available is not the skill you thought it was. Instead, the skill is devoting quality time four days per week, four hours per day to actually serving clients at a very high level. You'll be amazed at how fast it works. It really is true. It, but there's a mindset to it, right? And I like what you said. Look, you're not going to unplug today, this week. You've got to really kind of run some test blues, trumps, but you better adhere to your calendar. Right? That you're thing not has gonna... got to be lock, stock, and barrel. you got to know where you got to go. At least the one part, right? Yeah. The, the, the three or four hours in the morning needs to be um, time-blocked, bunkered, and swept for mimes. Nothing can jam you up, right? You're probably going to need some accountability. I'll tell you a quick story. Early on, I met someone who, who realized how important that time block was, yet always struggled with staying put, right? The, the text machine would go off. The email was going. Somebody walked by a super friendly, you know, super friendly guy and could not stay put in his office in, in the morning to do a, a lead generation session. He knew, but he knew it was, it was really hurting where he could take his business and therefore serve his family and his clients. So he decided... To go in to the office in the morning, close the door, take off his pants, discreetly hand them out the door to his assistant, <laughs> who could not see him, but could only see the pants being handed out the door. Okay. And he had a strict instructions to not give him those pants back until he was done with his work morning. That's amazing. And it worked. But it's dramatic, it's drastic, and it was something he recognized that had to be done. Is it so drastic? Right? No, it's, but if it's you, unique. It's the mindset element of saying, I've got to do something dramatic and drastic. Otherwise, I'm not going to do what I have to do. I've got to get to different to get to better. Yeah. Right? And if you look at that, all I had to do is a Seinfeld episode of, of and the movie Casino, where both scenes involved them taking off their pants to keep them from getting um, yeah. wrinkled, yep. right? 
this is just a little bit different. I, I'll deal with a wrinkle, but if I can put them outside and 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 earn the business of two qualified sellers or sellers or buyers, that's a pretty good investment. I'll I'll get some new pants, right? That's what I need good. is a time that where I don't have an option to do something else quite so easily to stay committed and stay dedicated. Well, now that's like that's the far side, but I, you know, a lot of times where I challenge people and I see where they struggle, I call this the COVID syndrome. People fooled themselves thinking that they could be successful because they were uber successful in a, in a unique period of time, right? Well, Where they, but, but what they re- thought then and what they continue to do now is stop even going to the office thinking that they could be productive. So therefore, kind of step back to your thought of the bunker. They think they can bunker at home. Most people cannot bunker at home. Having to go to work, and now in this case, taking the extra step of handing your pants over to your assistant but even just going to work and setting up yourself for success for the day is missed by a lot of people. It's one of the four thieves, right? Environment doesn't support your goals. Yep. If, if the place in which you do business is not conducive to being wildly effective, at least for a window of time, for one day or two days to kick off of the week, then you're doing it wrong. And it's always going to feel like an uphill battle. Listen, uh, this has been great and this has been fun. I really appreciate it. Uh, for those uh, that are listening at home that want to learn a little bit more, how could they reach out to you if they wanted to hear more about the four-day work week? <laughs> uh, Mickey Pasquarella on Facebook um, and I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find. I just noticed for some reason that my last name is not on my uh, on the bottom of my picture. So sorry about that. It's Mickey <laughs> Pasquarella. It'll be in the show notes, I'm sure. And just find me yep. on Facebook or LinkedIn. Yeah, we'll get we'll get that all the information after about a uh, the, uh, for Apple, Spotify, and YouTube when we stream this out. Uh, this will be dropping next week. Well, Mickey, it's been a pleasure. It's been great catching up again. Uh, we'll try this again next year, and then we'll have some real uh, some real success stories around those, and uh, maybe we can start having conversation around that for our work week and see how that starts working for people as we thrive in the twenty five. Right? Love it. One step at a time. Thank you for having me on. I, I had a, a blast, and I know you're doing doing the right thing with your with your listeners. So um, thank you for doing what you do. Absolutely. Well, everybody, this has been another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. I hope you have a wonderful holiday week and we'll see you as we come back into December. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.